0: Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Work podcast. Walt's opening words when he dedicated Disneyland so long ago was, to all who come to this happy place, welcome. Welcoming guests is a hallmark of the total Disney experience. One of the four keys is courtesy, a critical customer service behavior expected of all Disney cast members when they are being courteous is that they greet, welcome, and thank all guests. I saw much of that when guests first poured into Disneyland last week as the gates finally reopened after a long hiatus. I myself felt very welcomed when I first came down Main Street USA as I entered the Magic Kingdom on day one when it reopened last July. But how do you make that happen every day and in every guest interaction? That's what we'll address in this Disney at Work podcast. We'll talk about the concept of assertive friendliness. We'll showcase different approaches for making people welcome. And we'll offer you complimentary souvenirs that you can take back to your organization. So welcome to this podcast on welcoming others. And make sure that you subscribe not only to this podcast, but to DisneyAtWork.com, where we will have um, many of the key concepts that we have outlined in this podcast uh, available to you. There's an expression that's been around at Disney for many years. It's called being assertively friendly. What does that mean? No one questions that Disney has been known for years for being as being friendly, but assertively friendly. At face value, one might be concerned that being assertively friendly means in your face courtesy. Of course, there's a problem with that. Such a an approach can be received poorly at times or even be perceived as weird at the very least. Too much of it, and suddenly Disney seems more, robotic technique, neither of which would be appropriate, of course. So what does it mean to be assertive in the Disney context? I would prefer thinking of assertive as being proactive or forward-thinking or even better yet, intentional. I asked my daughter at one time who was working her way through college, what assertive friendliness looked like, and she described the protocol required of employees at the counter service where she worked. Every employee is required to greet his or her entering customers with a scripted, themed expression tailored to that particular type of restaurant. You've had this experience. It's common to many shops and restaurants where they greet you with a rote expression. Some expressions are cute, others ordinary, but they all share one thing in common. They eventually become mundane and meaningless. And that's a big drawback. It becomes scripted after a while. Any excitement wears out when you're asked to do the same exact thing day in, day out. Then when boredom sets in, as it always does, mischievous workers start utilizing other creative means to... um endure the mundane activity. The same could be said of saying goodbye to customers as well. The first time I heard a Disney operator or reservationist say, have a magical day, I was completely impressed. Now, I know I'm not their target audience, I experienced Disney far too close than their targeted customer, but I can't help but think that there are more personal, more creative, more imaginative expressions than simply saying every time, have a magical day. Disney has audio animatronic figures that can give repetitive statements. Great employees are the ones who can observe, assess, and respond individually to the needs of others. My business partner, Mark David Jones, and I worked with a global customer service organization where many of the international locations kept requesting scripted greetings as well as responses. Just tell us what to say and we'll get them to say it. Some hotels have defined themselves over the years by providing certain scripted greetings, but little of that works well with customers in today's world. If anything, it's marginalizing the customer experience in the end. The practice brings up an important question. Why do we even bother greeting or talking to customers? The answer is that we want to build customer loyalty through great guest experiences. We want our guests to continue visiting our businesses and utilizing our products and services. We want them to be advocates in getting others to use our products and services. How do we do this? We do this intentionally through creating relationships and providing service that meets, or better yet exceeds their expectations. Now let's suppose we're cast members at the Curio Shop in Radiator Springs at Disney California Adventure. Guests come in and out throughout the day. Part of being courteous requires we greet guests as, we, as they come into the shop. So how do we start that conversation? There are several ways and all of them can succeed if applied appropriately. Let's look at each. The first is open-ended questions. These are great because they provide wider opportunities for guests. Here's some examples of what that looks like. Hey, what other parks or attractions have you visited today? Uh, What character friends do you enjoy most talking to or visiting when you come here? How are you planning on spending the rest of your time today? Open-ended questions are the fastest way to gain better understanding of your customers. Understanding our customers is critical if you're to provide great tailored service that exceeds expectations. But there are other ways to jumpstart a conversation. Number two, for instance, is closed-ended questions. Um, Here's some examples. So where are you from? Uh, Have you been on Radiator Springs Racers yet? Do you collect or trade pins? Closed-ended questions are often those that are answered with a short response or simply a yes or no. There's nothing wrong with this. It it could be a good starting place if it helps you clarify their needs, but they are best used when there there is an open-ended question following. Alone, they're not very useful unless the guest takes the question and elaborates, for instance, asking, how are you? It's typical going to foster the response, fine, where do you go from there? While that may break the ice, it doesn't go anywhere. You want to ask closed ended questions that can help you go somewhere. In other words, you want to think through where you want to go with the response that will take you to a better place. For example, so is this your first time in the park? If they say yes, well, what do you think? What are you enjoying? How are you enjoying your time? If it's not, no, I've been here many times is the response. Then you say, well, what are your favorite attractions when you visit? That's how you take a closed-ended question and stage it to creating open-ended questions. A third thing to do is finding something in common. Finding way something in common makes conversation much easier to direct. Clothing, accessories, articles of possession, hometowns, and even shared names are places where people find something in common. So for some examples, from your cap and t-shirt, I could tell you are a big Lakers fan. Did you see last Friday's game? Or you have twins, my sister has twins as well. What are their ages? Number four is directing their attention. Focusing your conversation towards something other than the two of you is another way to create conversation. A character making appearances in the park, a particular store item, or simply flowers in bloom can be a great way to direct the conversation and get it started. Here's some examples of directing their attention. Hey, I like the Tinkerbell shirt you have on. We just got a new set of Tinkerbell and her friends. Or, hey, I see your are newlyweds. Congratulations. Did you get your honorary buttons for each of you to wear? That's a, those are both examples of how to direct their attention. Number five, offering compliments. Complimenting an individual or members of their party makes it a great opportunity to build relationships. But make sure the compliment is specific and genuine. Well, Let's look at some examples here. Well, that looks like a great stroller. Does it fold up easily? Hey, I love that hairstyle. Is it easy to keep up? So, you're a veteran. Thank you for your service. In which branch did you serve? Offering compliments is a great way to bridge conversation and build relationships. The next one is talking weather. <laughs> I know, discussing weather is an often used topic, but it's disarming and it gets the customer talking about something where any, anyone can be the expert it can provide an opportunity to use the topic as a transition to better meeting their needs. Well, let me give you some examples of what that looks like. Uh, your jacket looks like it's going to keep you warm on a cold night like this. Where'd you buy? it? Hey, well, at least you're now out of the heat. What brings you in aside from the hot weather? In summary, small talk and simple questions serve an important purpose when they help us build and deliver exemplary service. So just think, what are those ways that I can best start a conversation or bridge the gap or get to know somebody to build that relationship of trust? Now here's some do's or don'ts when you do this. First of all, let's just start with some don'ts. First of all, don't talk only about yourself. Doesn't hurt to share something about yourself, but if it's all about you, and no, it doesn't work. Second, don't say anything that sounds scripted or canned. Well, have a nice day. Mm, doesn't work. Third, don't drill the guests with questions. The intent is not to know everything about the person or even to keep the conversation going as long as possible. The purpose is to build relationship, to provide op- find opportunities to provide service, and most importantly, to just make people feel welcomed. Don't invade their personal space. Be especially aware of this when it comes to dealing with other cultures. And finally, don't bring up conversations or topics that are too controversial or political. Now, with that though, let's consider some things that you should do. First of all, absolutely provide eye contact. Look at them. Smile, I know that's hard when uh, we're still wearing masks, but believe it or not, people can see your smile through that mask. It changes the natural contour of your face. Be sure to smile. Always listen and acknowledge immediately what they say. Keep up and refer to current events. Know what's going on. Know what's the latest. If I were working at Disney, I'd want to know about the latest and greatest things, whether it's a new attraction that's coming on board shortly or simply a a new churro being offered down the street. Use their names whenever available or known. The simplest thing has always been to use when you're handling somebody's credit card, for instance, or their annual pass at Disney. Use, uh, individualize whenever possible. Find subjects they may know something about. When you talk to children, get down on their level. Take a knee to them and talk to them face to face at their level. Most importantly, learn something about those you serve so that you can better serve them. Now, greeting your guests can seem like a pretty basic thing. Indeed, it sounds like an obvious thing to do. But how often do we do it? And do we do it really well? I have to acknowledge that, while I think that, by and large, Disney cast members are nice, they're really not too intentional about being friendly it's helped a little during the pandemic because waving to somebody has made it easier to um to say hi to someone and uh, i think that's really been brought out in these last few months uh, as a result of the pandemic so that's really positive but really just starting a conversation hi how are you doing how you how's your day going so forth I don't see that happening too often. Now, I will say that if you say, hey, where are you from or how are you doing? They are very good at doing that, um, at, at picking up on that and taking it from there. One of the things Disney does to help broach a conversation is that on their Disney name tag, they not only put their first name, again, to better identify the person you're talking to and to better open up that conversation, but they also put their hometown, where they're from. And that often becomes uh, a conversational point. I'm often looking intently at a name tag to see where they're from, to see if I can build a relationship with them. The only problem with that is that I'm the customer here (laughs) and they should be the one who should take the lead in saying this and doing this. and, And so where are you from and how are you doing today? I'm looking for more of that. I see the opposite of that by the way. Uh with my daughter, at the end of the day, we're walking out of the parks and she does this all the time as we as we particularly uh, pass by the cast members at the exit, um she'll often say thank you, have a good evening. And uh and then the cast member turns around and says something very nice to her as well. But Part of me is just scratches my head and thinking, why isn't the cast member taking the lead? In fact, I find this same thing happening when I am even at a, at a dollar store or at a, at a grocery store at, a, at, a, at Disney. Um, I often find myself as I finish up an interaction to close the interaction at the service, at the, at the checkout stand, I will usually say thank you um, or thanks very much. And I'm yet as I do that and as I leave the counter, I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm the customer. I just spent my money on you. Why aren't you saying thank you to me? Why aren't you the first out the gate to say thank you? This is a very interesting thing. Now, Disney's very good at having greeters. Greeters at the front of an attraction or front of the park, that is a really great way to um, uh, to greet. Um, but again, you have to... You have to be the first one out there at Ritz Carlton. They have a philosophy, which is ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen, but they have some other attended behaviors. And one of those is that no employee should pass by another guest or another employee without greeting the individual in passing without making them feel welcome. I love that expectation. Welcome the customer. <laughs> no wonder, uh, th- no wonder Ritz is respected for customer service. Now, mind you, if the doors of the ballroom at Ritz Carlton are opening and suddenly a flood of a thousand people are coming out the doors, you're not going, hello, 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 welcome, 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 welcome. welcome. You know that's not happening. But keeping your head up, looking because. L- Eye contact is usually the first place to greet a guest, giving that eye contact up front and just saying hi and welcoming. Oh my goodness, that does so much to making people feel welcome. It begins with the greeting. It begins with the eye contact. It begins with the smile. It begins with saying hi, welcome. Well, There's some souvenirs we wanna share with you as a part of this podcast. Ask yourself the following questions. What expectations do I have about welcoming customers to my place of business? When I greet someone, is it sincere and individualized? What approaches work for me when I greet others? What are some ways I could improve my ability to welcome others? Is greeting an internal customer as important as welcoming an external one? These are all great souvenirs for you and your organization. They're all complimentary to you, so, so take them and think about. Talk to your talk to other members of your team. Think about how you others how you make others feel welcomed in your home when we talk about a Disney cast member we often refer to them as being a host or hostess hosting someone in your home you do certain things for them and one of those things is making people feel welcomed this theme of welcoming others and of Walt's opening dedicatory words have now become a part of Disney's newest key, inclusion. In the weeks ahead, we will address this theme, which is tied to diversity and equity. Please subscribe to both of our podcasts and our Disney at Work page so you can join us as we explore what we mean by truly welcoming others. And in the meantime, if you like the ideas that I've shared today, you may want to consider the very first Disney book I authored, The Wonderful World of Customer Service at Disney. It is dedicated to those who love to make their work environment as polished and customer friendly as a day at Disney. The Wonderful World of Customer Service at Disney is a celebration of great business practices, that can be applied to any service organization. Whether you're in the public, private, or nonprofit sector, you'll find solutions that can help you take your organization to the next level. And finally, if you haven't had a chance, check out the Wayfinder Society. That's our Patreon page, where we talk about best in business practices at Disney that you can take back at home. You'll wanna check out the interactive discovery guide to Disneyland where we look at best in business practices from all the different attractions and lands throughout the Disneyland park. And just last week, we launched the 50th anniversary of best in business practices at Walt Disney World. And we have a big map of Walt Disney World and in it all sorts of really cool places where we talk about how you can take your organization to the next level using some really wonderful uh, ideas from the house of the mouse well thanks for joining us we appreciate you being a part and in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage we hope that you will always follow the compass of your heart have a great day we'll see you real soon